sensitivity of language, of knowing how to speak with different communities so that they don't feel threatened or they don't feel talked down upon. From MoneyFit by DRS, it's the MoneyFit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm Todd Christensen, and on today's show, we meet author and financial advocate Verony Yim from the National Jumpstart Coalition to learn how she and her organization are attempting to get American educators talking and teaching about money one conference room full of teachers at a time. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Verony Yim. I could talk all about how she's a Wellesley College graduate, has blogged for Forbes.com, was a broadcast journalist at USA Today, uh, Weekend and USA Today and NBC. But to really introduce her, I will mention this. She's an author. She's the director of partner and affiliate relations for the Jumpstart Coalition for Personal Financial Literacy. And most importantly, someone I consider a jewel in the financial education community, a friend and my fellow financial rogue, Verony Yim. Bienvenue au show Money Fit. Ça va, mon ami? <laughs> Très bien. Hi, Todd. Thank you so much for including me today. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, oh, it's great to have you. We have a long work in personal history, and it's um, wonderful to, to see you with this new podcast. And I'm just excited to, to um, talk about money and finances with yeah. you. Well, today. you know, when, when we, when I started this, you were uh, right at the top of my list of people I had to reach out and, and invite. So glad to have you on today, Verony. Um, and, and as I mentioned before the show that I'm going to start off with an opening question from our bank of standard questions. So if you could wave a magic wand in the financial education industry, what spell would you cast? That is a wonderful question. And I'm going to call you a Fairy father. <laughs> okay. Um, well, listen, I think that the, in thinking about this question, I think it would be about um, just the the people, like those of us mm -hmm. who are trying to learn about money, that basically putting a spell to let people know that as hard as it can be to talk about money, that um, once you rip off the Band-Aid and just start learning about it, it is completely fascinating and dare I say addicting. Like when I first started learning about money um, and just finances and you know what to do, it just seemed really difficult. It was sort of scary, it was intimidating. But once I started reading books about it, talking and learning about all the resources that are available, it literally just um, made me feel so happy and empowered to be able to play a really good role in, in creating the best life that I can personally live. And so I think that that is something that would be important for people to know, which is, um, you know what, learn about money. It's really important to do that. Oh, I love that. I love the, uh, you know, empowering, the more, you know, the more empowered you feel because it is so scary. A lot of us, most of us didn't grow up learning a lot about it. And so it, it does feel like a big, uh, uh, brick wall that we, that we just can't get through. But you, if you don't start, you, you can't, you can't uh, make much progress. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Verony, you mentioned uh, that we've we've known each other we've uh, for a few years. We go back to uh, you know you. I met you through your post at the uh, position at Jumpstart Coalition, while I was a state chapter leader, 
And we know that Jumpstart plays a great role in financial education across the country, perhaps even in schools attended by the children of our listeners. Um, not just as an employee, but as a parent yourself, what are some of the Jumpstart resources or campaigns, maybe programs you would want our listeners to know about? Absolutely. Just to give you some background, Jumpstart is a coalition of more than 100 national partners and network of independent state coalitions throughout the country who are committed to finance to advancing financial literacy, especially for the nation's youths and um, in pre-K through college. And so mm -hmm. what we try to do is work cooperatively and collaboratively with all our partners and state coalitions to sort of move this big mountain along. It was um, created 25 years ago in 1995. Mm. And the coalition consists of organizations from different sectors, including business, finance, government, academia, and nonprofit. That's just to give you a little bit of background. Um, awesome. What's amazing about Jumpstart is that all these different organizations have come together with the common mission of promoting financial education to individuals, um, parents, educators, students throughout the country. And how we do that is three, through three pillars of um, that we hold to be very high at standard um, standards mm -hmm. at, at Jumpstart. Um, one is communication. We try to raise mm -hmm. public awareness about the importance of financial literacy and education. Collaboration, which is basically doing everything we can to promote collective resources, um, outreach expertise of our diverse partners, um, affiliates and stakeholders, and finally just mm -hmm. a commitment to financial education. And we do that by creating resources, professional development opportunities, working on a national standard for financial education. We do a little research um, and basically just trying to get information out to whoever is um, excited or wanting to learn about personal finance. And finally, mm -hmm we have a very big movement to um, support our teachers and educators who are trying to take personal finance into the classroom. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that's sort of- Could you talk a little more about that, about the, uh, what is it that, um, how Jumpstart is supporting the teachers in the classroom as far as financial education? Because it's not a requirement in, um, it's, it's in standards and you mentioned standards, yeah. but uh, what, what, can, what can teachers, what should they know about? So what we decided to do about 12, 13 years ago is we now have a national educator conference. And every year we bring together about 350 teachers from around the country to um, one location where we really show our gratitude for the work that they're doing in their local districts. And the goal is to introduce them to all our national partners and the resources that are available to them to take into the classrooms and teach the students. In addition, we just want them to know that there's a network of organizations and other teachers around the country who are committed and passionate about teaching personal finance. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes these teachers find themselves alone in their districts, um, feeling unsupported, not knowing what materials to introduce to their students. And we try to bring that to the teachers so that they know that these tools and, and um, materials are free and available to them. But secondly, um, just to show them the different types of um, uh, activities and, and, and topics that are being discussed by our partners throughout the country, whether it is from basic budgeting to investing, to credit, to personal finance, to, um, you know, even dare I say like retirement planning, 
The bottom line is we want to just teach students from a very young age the importance of just learning how to be mindful about money. And the teachers mm -hmm. are our number one um, opportunity to really get these materials and these messages into the hands of the students. You know, as a uh, somebody who's involved in the local uh, state jumpstart coalition that sends, uh, that, that does sponsor uh, a, a couple of teachers each year, and then they come back and they report back on their experience, I can tell you it is an, a fantastic opportunity The teachers uh, can't say enough about uh, the positive experiences they have there. So thank you for, I can't believe it's been 12, 10 or 12 years already. Absolutely. And you know what, these teachers, their energy, their commitment, their passion, it's contagious. It really brings home to us why we need to keep supporting their work. And, um, and they are so committed to making sure they have the most updated information and conveying that in the, the wisest and just like in often endearing ways to their students. And, uh, and mm -hmm. so our job is just to, to really show them our appreciation and make them feel often like rock stars, dare I say. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, they they feel very. That's that's what comes back to us is, they were very taken care of and and really appreciated the work. Uh, Verney, I want to want to talk about over the past year or so, uh, here in our country. You know, we we've we've kind of waded through or jumped in, depending on your your personal circles, into conversations about financial inclusion, and uh, even the effectiveness or futility, as some people might argue, of financial education in underserved and at-risk communities. But I know Jumpstart has this on the radar. Could you kind of share some, some thoughts about what Jumpstart is, uh, is, is thinking or doing um, and what, what we, can, we should be aware of? Absolutely. Um, this is a huge topic right now um, in our country, in our world, but also here in the financial education um, world, we now have an opportunity to really um, talk about financial inclusion and, and, mm -hmm. and make sure that if we're going to have all these resources and um, opportunities to help people better manage their money or just to learn about it, that it is our responsibility also to ensure that we get these materials to communities that need it most. And, and, and if we're not able to somehow um, you know, get this material out, talk to the leaders at the ground level and see what do we need to do because we have all these partners at Jumpstart and state coalitions who are working so hard to try to promote this, but we really need to reach the communities that need it most. And so mm -hmm. one thing that we've heard from our partners is that, you know, we really need to step up in this area and do the best that we can to, um, to share this information. And so we actually have a check your school um, program and um, mm -hmm. you can go to the website checkyourschool.org. And specifically, we're gonna be doing a couple of pilot programs in San Bernardino and Baton Rouge, um, Louisiana mm -hmm. to talk um, at the local level about um, you know what uh, what are some needs there and to, to maybe create some pilot programs because what we need to do is we need to listen to those folks who um know this area know how to um most effectively uh make change and positive change and we're going to follow their lead and do the best that we can to ensure that students teachers educators parents and all communities get access to the information and materials that jumpstart is um you know trying to share with mm -hmm. the, the public. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a related uh, along the same lines. In a previous conversation you and I had, we spoke about 
the hard lines that we can tend to take as financial educators, seeing the world in black and white. Is that one of the challenges that we have as fin in financial education is, is adapting to those local needs? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think there needs to be a level of sensitivity and empathy when we're talking about financial education, because I think often, you know, you think here it is, like, here are the rules of financial education. If you save money, then, you know, then you have an opportunity to maybe build a nest egg. And then all of a sudden you can invest money there, there, but there is no straight path for everyone. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we need to be careful about is or people's circumstances and um, and what's happening for, to themselves in their communities, within their families, and be sensitive to that and, and speak to the needs of those particular communities. And, and I think listening is a really important skill right now because um, we create these materials thinking that, you know, listen, if you just do this, then this should happen. But that's not how life works. And this is what we're finding out. And so our main goal right now is to really talk openly with different um, communities, with different backgrounds, and just say, okay, give us your expertise. Tell us what is needed. Tell us, you know, whether it's, um, you know, some, for example, I'm Cambodian and, you know, family, uh, our families live in, um, in different generations in our household. Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with that? So you know, mm -hmm. every community has a different set of rules and we need to learn those and respect those and then figure out how to best um, get this material in some, in a place where they can meet us in a place where Good. they can receive yeah. it. Yeah. Do you, do you think there are, you know, trying to get this word out, trying to get the materials out. Do you think there are any common misconceptions about financial education generally about what it involves or what it entails or, you know, where, where you get it and where you don't get it? Um, well, it's interesting because I think that uh, you would think that, this information is available to everyone, but not everybody even knows where to go to get it. And so I think one of the things um, to answer your question, um, we're, we're, when we're talking to these different communities, um, and we did a panel discussion about this recently at our partners meeting, is um, the sensitivity of language. Um, mm -hmm. sensitivity of knowing how to, you know, speak with different communities so that they don't feel threatened or they don't feel talked down upon. And that, um, and it's something that uh, opens the door and opens their eyes to inclusivity again, um, going mm -hmm. back to that. And I think it's just, you know, we're, we're all humans and we're all struggling just to make it through the day and to take care of our families and to make a, a, a living so we can pay our bills and, um, and so, again, it just goes back to making sure that um, we have folks at the ground really speaking um, closely with these communities to know what they need right now and then and then working our way through that. And that's what we're trying to do with these pilot programs is, is really um, listening. That's great. I appreciate that and uh, the insight you have there. Verini, um, somehow we're, we're almost... Uh, done here with with our interview and there's so much to talk about but we're going to have you back on another uh, another couple of episodes in the future but could you share one uh, practical step or piece of advice you would recommend to our listeners today absolutely um you know it's it's funny one thing that i would say is please visit www.jumpstart.org because there we've got an online clearinghouse of hundreds, um, thousands of 
financial education resources that are free or very low cost that's available to um, anyone who visits the, um, the data database. And so this has been vetted against our national standards. These are materials that you can trust and they range from anything from materials to booklets to um, videos, et cetera. But um, my fun sort of tip is um, make sure you open your mail because often we go to that mailbox and we just grab the envelopes and all that is thrown onto a desk and it just piles up really fast. And that's how quickly you can actually lose um, uh, a sense of what's due, what bills you need to be paid. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then once that, you know, three or four envelopes grow into a pile or a mound, you're literally um, sometimes immobilized to opening your mail. And so the first yep. thing that I would say is just, go open your mail and see what bills you need to pay and when you need to pay them and do automatic deduction um, if you can. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on there. I'm glad you mentioned the, the clearing house. That, that would be, that was one that if, if you hadn't mentioned it, I was, I was actually going to insist on, on mention because it is such a great resource. I know we have, we have a couple of our programs up there and, and uh, there, it's just amazing how many different things you can find. There are different, different um, courses and, booklets and I mean, you name it, it's there. It's, it's a fantastic resource Absolutely. and it's not, it's not just for teachers. It is for parents. It is for individuals mm -hmm. and it's, and, and, um, HR, HR departments, anybody. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, uh, Verony, how, how can, uh, my listeners connect with you online? Um, they can go to my website at, um, veronyyim.com. Or actually, you know what, just go to www.jumpstart.org and my contact information is there. You can email me, you can call me um, uh, in any way that uh, you need. And we try to be just available all the time. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Verony. Merci beaucoup. I, I appreciate your time with us today. I'm also going to say thank you to our listeners for joining us. Please do check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.